Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of the newest book in my trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening. Many of us are aware there have been tremendous shifts happening globally, economically, politically, and societally. But the real challenge now is to realize these are not the real problems. It is a spiritual disconnect from our true being or soul wisdom. And today I am most delighted to welcome C. James Jensen, author of Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind, who will help us harness the power of our subconscious mind to realize miracles and magic are not just quaint concepts, but they are a way to manifest a purposeful and loving life experience and to improve our personal and collective human condition. Hello, James, and welcome to Healing from Within. Well, hello, Cheryl, and thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. I'm really thrilled. James, as listeners of this show have discovered over the years, my intuitive and imaginative guests seek a greater understanding of the true nature of our human and divine talents and gifts, understanding energy and how the mind, heart, and body working cooperatively contribute to a refining of our subconscious or soul essence for personal and collective advancement to higher levels of consciousness and a clearer understanding of the realities of life and energy. In today's episode of Healing from Within, C. James Jensen draws upon decades of experience as an executive coach who, in collaborating with his interaction with Dr. Joseph Murphy's teachings, an author long ago who's no longer alive, and incorporating his principles of the subconscious show us how to harness its wisdom and power to manifest our deepest desires. James supplements Dr. Murphy's ideas with modern-day lessons and a toolkit of practices such as affirmations, visualizations, meditation, and leadership skills to achieve an active use of all these concepts. And it's a tool, and it's a toolkit that everyone needs to add into their life. James, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, perhaps an event that may have shown them or others the life path they would embrace as an adult. For I believe we are each born with soul intentions, desires, and issues uh, that we have an interest in, and we are trying to discover more truths about ourselves and life and to refine our energy so we can have greater compassion and love as spiritual beings. I see you have an endorsement by John J. Murphy, author of Miracle-Minded Manager. I recently interviewed him, and his interview uh, will air on June 1st, 2021. Is he related to Dr. Joseph Murphy? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> the thought came to me when I saw the names and concepts were similar, and he, he was a wonderful guest also. Uh, let's go on to 
What is your background that made you want to write this book? Well, that's a good question, Cheryl. And I, I uh, got off to a good start uh, actually in sales when I was in college. And my senior year started to sell Encyclopedia Britannica. I was 20 years old at 23. I became the company's youngest division manager in their 200-year history. <clears throat> Excuse me, and at the age of 25, my wife and I were invited by the company to go to Sydney, Australia, and be in charge of sales for all of Australia and New Zealand. And we were there for two years, and at the age of 27, I was placed in charge of worldwide sales, and that same month, I was featured in the cover story of Fortune magazine. I only say this as a part of the answer to your question, is that people always asked, you know, what do you attribute to your success? And I just use a lot of adjectives. You know, well, I'm a hard worker. I've got a good attitude. I'm very positive, da-da-da-da-da-da. But in hindsight, nothing that I ever felt, you know, would have any real impact on them. And it wasn't until we came back to Chicago, I was 27, that our friends from Seattle, where my wife and I were both raised and actually live today, said, you've got to go through this four-day seminar called Omega. Mm. I said, well, we'll do that, you know, once we get back to the States. And so uh, in November, it was 1969, we flew from Chicago to San Diego and attended this four-day seminar taught by the seminar's founder, John Boyle, who owned the company. And for the first time, I really understood the principles of performance that could be learned, could be taught, and not just performance in our work, but in relationships, parenting, teaching, coaching, our personal health, any area or aspect of our life. And I remember at the end of the seminar, I went up to John Boyle and officially poked him in the chest, not too gently, and said, John, someday I'm going to teach your seminar, and someday I'm going to own your company. And he looked at me and said, yeah, like, right, kid. Well, both those things came to pass, and it put me on a path of you know, exposing myself to more and more different seminars, teachers in this whole field of study, of the power of our subconscious well, mind. Well, I'm going to say, you were already using the power of intention, the law of attraction, and your subconscious mind to create your destiny, which you were born with. And I always have amazing synchronicity and coincidence with my guests. And I also started in sales at 14 years old in a handbag. Oh, my goodness. In a hand in a store. I, I love people, and I always wanted to help people and I always wanted to know the truth of who we are because I knew we were more than I was learning about from the adults in my life, my teachers and parents and family. I knew there was so much more to us and to the universe and worlds and but I couldn't put it together at that time. I was a gifted child in the gifted class and I loved people and I and I I loved just observing and and like you I went on to teach, and then I was I studied interior design when I bought my first house and wanted to decorate it myself without the help of someone else. And I started a business, 
selling the contents of people's houses and learning about history and, antique, and antiques. And, but always I was with people and always I wanted to learn and teach. And uh, so we're the same. Uh, being in sales opened our mind to just dealing from within to share our compassion and our hopes to help people. And it led us to create everything that we thought about. And when I was told many years ago I would write three books by a medium, before I was working as an intuitive healer and medium myself, that's 25 years ago, I said, well, I don't think so. But then I thought about (laughs) it. And then I thought about it and I said, well, I guess I can. She told me I would, so I will. (laughs) It's the same story. Before we even understood it completely, we were doing it. Now, you talk about self-help and why it's so important. And many people out there who are having serious challenges at these very difficult times don't understand that their thoughts are so powerful and they are creating uh, much of what is good or much of what is not good in their health, in their family life, relationships, work experiences. So tell us something about that. Well, I will, and, and, and that thank you. It's really a well-structured question, and I just want to finish one thing. I used to say to John Boyle, where did you learn all this material? And all he said to me was that he had studied with a Dr. Joseph Murphy. Well, Joseph Murphy wrote his book, the original book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, in 1963. You know, there was no way uh, I could Google Joseph Murphy. Uh, and by the way, uh, John Boyle didn't tell me that Joseph Murphy had written a book. And it wasn't until 2004 or five. my wife and I were living in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and one of our top employees came into my office. He said, you know, Jim, I've heard you speak, and I think you might like this book, and he put it on my desk, and it was called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. I thought, oh, my God, could this be the same Joseph Murphy? And, in fact, it was. And so uh, uh, when I speak to audiences, I, I always say I'm going to be very boastful about the content that I'm going to share with you today, but please don't confuse that with my being boastful about myself, I learned from the masters who created this information. And so I feel compelled to share that to any audience and especially to yours today. And he he learned from the masters also, Dr. Joseph, because we're all interconnected to so many wonderful minds of the universe and all great spiritual thinking uh, comes through us not necessarily uh, from our mind, our ego-based reality, but from within our subconscious or soul-based reality. So that was great that you just said that. Yeah. Well, let me share, since we don't have a lot of time with your audience, what I think is the greatest gift I could pass along to them that I learned through the teachings of Joseph Murphy. And that is the relationship, the true relationship between the conscious and the subconscious areas of our mind. We know that our conscious mind is this part of us that talks all day long to ourselves at the rate of 
150 to 300 words a minute, over 50,000 thoughts a day. People are listening. You know, what do I think of this? Where am I going tonight? What am I having for dinner? It just, it just is nonstop. The subconscious, and this is a part that I am absolutely committed to literally expand, as in the title of my book, goes way beyond just the elements that are still basically taught in school today, that the subconscious handles our bodily functions. It grows our hair, it grows our nails, it digests our food, it heals a wound. But beyond that, the subconscious is also a servo mechanism that works 24-7 carrying out the instructions given to it by the conscious area of the mind. And it's totally non-judgmental. So it will work just as hard to achieve a negative instruction as it will a positive instruction. So what we're going to get to in a moment is the importance of paying much more attention to our own self-talk and what we're saying to ourselves. If, I, if I'm saying to myself, gosh, I always get nervous when I get in front of a group. I lose my place. It's just I hate to get in front of a group to do public speaking. The subconscious says, hey, boss, we got it. We'll make sure that when you're there, you'll screw up. And the example that we use in the book is to imagine an ocean liner going across the sea, and the conscious area of the mind would be like the captain. He's up in the helm of the ship, barking out signals to the crew, full speed ahead, port starboard, 10 degrees north, whatever. And the crew is like the subconscious. They're down in the hold of the ship below the water level, can't even see where the ship is going. But they simply respond, aye, aye, sir, carrying out the orders, not minding whether they run the ship into the rocks, hit another vessel, or get it safely to its destination. And this subconscious works while we're asleep. It works 24-7. Yes. So I think, think when we really get clear, and let me boast about the book because what we have done in the book is include the original script, the entirety of Dr. Joseph Murphy, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, written in 1963. Then part two is where myself and those that I've learned from along the way try to bring these teachings into the 21st century. So we really, uh, when we get clear on the power of this mechanism, we find ourselves starting to correct you know, our self-talk like, God, I don't know why it is. I just can never remember names. Oh, whoa, whoa, time, time out. So, yeah. I didn't, we, use, we start, I, I didn't <laughs> used to remember names. Yeah. You, the we, fact yeah, is we start to my memory gets better thinking. every day. And I'll tell you where it really gets good is in remembering names. Yes. So it's just yeah. it, we use the – we want to reprogram yes. so that our software yes. is consistent with what we want to be. Now, Cheryl, the biggest takeaway here is that once we incorporate this relationship, true relationship, but with directed knowledge between the conscious and the subconscious, we can pass this along and become much more effective parents, teachers, spouses, coaches, I mean, in all areas of our life. You know, and to say to a a seven-year-old son, you know, uh, you're ter you're terrible at math. You're just like your big brother. He was never good at math, at math anyway. Well, a little seven-year-old kid, he's looking up at his dad like, is this God? And he, 
He said, I got it, Dad. Okay, I'm lousy at math, too. Well, that's an instruction to the subconscious. And they say, don't worry, Johnny. We'll make sure you screw up, just like your brother always tells us he screws up. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, there, it's an oversimplification of what I'm trying to describe in the short time we have together today. But, James, but what you're I, trying to describe is that your conscious mind deals with the outside world and your subconscious mind deals with intuition or your soul or eternal nature. And in taking this duality and bringing it together, even sometimes without understanding it, you change your thoughts and your, cha- your thoughts change the reality of your life. So uh, most people don't think in terms of their personality or their self-talk as being ego-based and uh, their five senses and their inner subconscious as being that sixth sense or intuition and a connection to universal source. But without really using that effectively, uh, you will have the fear and limitation of your childhood and your beginning life and miscommunication from many people. And the only way to get beyond that is to know who you are as a soul being having a physical life, which is what the book describes uh, very powerfully and ways to use all the tools uh, that can make your thoughts, change your thoughts, bring your thoughts into alignment with the best of both parts of our physical and spiritual world. Now, how have you incorporated your teachings into your own life? Uh, You talk about Dr. Murphy, who was born on May 20th, 1898 and he was in a devout Catholic household and he left Ireland for America. He had a very interesting uh, life and like most healers his soul knew that there were so many ways to reach God and have a healthy physical life. So how how did you use that for your health? That concept? Well there would be two things that I'd share with that. that. One is I learned the true and proper way to use affirmations. And I've had a lot of people say, oh, I've tried affirmations, they just don't work for me. And I say, well, tell me how you do it. And uh, they don't have it correct. And we explain this in specific, very clear detail in the book. So uh, when I was first introduced to affirmations, and I was introduced to them by John Boyle, he said there's three steps in effectively using affirmations. You describe uh, a situation or something you want in your life, first person present tense, as though you have already achieved it. Step two is, and we give all this in the book, step two is you visualize what that will look like when you have achieved it. And three, you then feel the emotion of how great you feel having achieved that. I'll give you one simple example. Uh, at one point, I think I had probably eaten a little too much something, but I, my weight had bumped up to about 225 pounds. And in a physical examination, my physician, who was a friend, said, you know, Jim, you're a healthy guy. You work out. It would really be uh, beneficial to you if you lost 25 pounds. I saw the value in that. So I constructed an affirmation. I look good, 
and feel good. First person, present tense. I look good and feel good at 200 pounds. And then I could close my eyes, and I want to see the result of that. I close my eyes and see myself walking in to the office in my new suit and my fellow employees saying, Jim, you look so great since you've lost all that weight. And step three is I feel good that I look good and feel good at 200 pounds. And as simple as that explanation is, people who tell me they try affirmations that hasn't worked for them don't use those three steps. Now, the last thing I would share with your audience, Cheryl, that I think is so important is we explain the third area of the mind, which is the supraconscious. So we talked briefly about the conscious area. That's part that's talking to ourselves all day long the subconscious, which is the cerebral mechanism, acting on our behalf, carrying out the instructions given to it by the conscious area of the mind. And then the supra, supra means beyond. The supraconscious is where we receive our creative data that transcends any knowledge that we have either stored in our subconscious or something we may have read. It's kind of like, gosh, we work on a problem, we just are working so hard to find the correct solution and, you know, we just get tired of thinking about it and we're out maybe, you know, going for a walk or playing tennis or doing something and boom, we get this blinding flash of the obvious out of the blue and it's a total, total solution. There's no, yeah, but what about, and we used to use this all the time in our company. So we have a whole section in the book about creative problem solving. Ninety percent of our problems or the things we're working on can be cured and solved through the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious. We we, we gather data, we get information, uh, and we find the answers to our questions. But it's when we get stuck, we find ourselves over and over saying, I just can't figure this out. Hey, I think I'm going to turn this over to the supraconscious. And the way that we do that is we repeat the problem we're working on we say to the superconscious please take this over and then the next step is we get busy doing something else we don't take the problem back because it's during our leisure that we get this blinding flash of the obvious and very very quickly i can remember being president of a company in portland oregon and we were very stuck on a marketing issue and i brought the four senior marketing people into my office on a friday afternoon as well as our administrative assistant the corporate secretary and to take some notes and minutes. And I said, look, you know, we're smarter than this. Let's turn this over to the superconscious. We need to get a solution to this problem, and let's meet again Monday morning at 10 o'clock, and we'll get this figured out. Monday morning we get together. I say, okay, who got the total solution? And our little corporate secretary, who is from England, couldn't spell the word marketing, <laughs> but she was so sweet, so sweet she raised her hand. She said, Jim? You know, I was working in the garden yesterday thinking about this, and I thought, why couldn't we? And she goes, step one, step two, step three, step four. And all of us marketing geniuses, our eyes got as big as saucers, our, <laughs> jaw, our jaws dropped because it was the perfect solution. Because so she downloaded decide. in the garden in nature a divine intention for your problem. We say things like, well, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? Well, you didn't, but the information is out there. We 
need to learn how to access it. That's it. And we it. have a whole and, and, chapter in yeah. the book on creative problem solving and, and using this third that's area of the That's great. Mind. And I want to get on to that there's a growing body of scientific evidence that shows that many health problems are related, as we know, to tension and stress. And your book offers suggestions and remedies to alleviate this in our fast-paced world. I really like that you gave a meditation of healing practice where you say that several times a day you would completely relax mentally and physically. And you said how to do it. Relax the body by speaking to it as follows. Do you remember what you said? My heart and lungs and throat are relaxed. My head is relaxed. My whole body is relaxed. And after about five minutes, uh, we could put ourselves into a sleepy, drowsy state and reaffirm the following truth. The perfection of God is now being expressed through me, and this idea of perfect health is now filling my subconscious mind. And it works. Because every day I get into my core and I say I am in a fit and healthy body and going out to share joy and uh, positive creation with whoever I meet. And uh, I like very much that you had that scientific imagination for the subconscious mind, which is disciplined in a way. And you also told the story of the minister uh, who was who told a man who was suffering from functional paralysis to make a picture of himself walking around the office, touching the desk, answering the phone, and doing all the things he normally would do if he were healed. So you used a meditation, a visualization, an affirmation in order to help relieve tension, stress, and illness. And that is the way. It is the soul and subconscious mind at work. So I want to thank you, James well, C. James Jensen, for a new look at a book written by Dr. Jo- Joseph Murphy, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind, and to review age-old awareness of consciousness and the full range of our potential to create and manifest through our thoughts and actions the life and world that offers unlimited possibilities for finding joy, purposefulness, health, and happiness, and for the tools and techniques you offer to fit our changing modern needs and perspectives on human and divine life. In order to purchase this book and learn more about the merging of our subconscious or heart-based reality with physical life for a sustainable future, go to C. James jensen.com in summarizing today's episode of feeling from within we have explored the early writings of dr joseph murphy whose book expand the power of your subconscious mind offered a realistic look at the power of the mind for self-healing by concentrating thoughts on positive intentions and connecting to universal sources of eternal energy and wisdom James shares these ideas and skills such as affirmation, visualization, meditation, and leadership skills for conscious-minded organizations to harness these same tools for prosperity and a more joyful life experience. James wrote, Always remember, 
If you really want the power to heal, you can have it through faith, which means a knowledge of the working of your conscious and subconscious mind. Faith comes with understanding. Blind faith means that a person may get results without any scientific understanding of the powers and forces involved. Learn to pray for your loved ones who may be ill. Quiet your mind and your thoughts of health, vitality, and perfection. Operating through the one universal subjective mind will be felt and resurrected in the mind of your loved ones. And that's exactly what we did. James and I would have you remember we are souls having a physical life and share the same energy of eternal life through all our experiences. We are unique. And we are finding the events, people, and places that make our soul energy expand. All is as it should be for each soul to create the situations and life they need in this time and place. Beyond here is quite a different reality. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of A New Life Awaits, Spirit Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to listen to and read about leaders in the metaphysical, spiritual, scientific, medical, educational, business, law, and the arts and music as they explore the world of energy and ways to create positive and productive life journeys. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.